We have made it to the end of January, January 31st. Now, tomorrow is February, and February lends itself so well to focusing on the reading genre of biography. Now, this is because it is the start to Black History Month, and during the entire month, there is a huge push for highlighting iconic Black and African American figures. So, naturally, this is a perfect opportunity to teach biography and to do so in many creative ways. So this episode is going to share how to teach the genre to your students in a way where they will fully get the most out of their reading while exploring this nonfiction genre. If you are ready to dive in, I will meet you inside to chat all things biography. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Literacy Dive podcast, Biographies. These are such an important genre. They share basic information about a person's life, and this could include their place of birth, their education, their many achievements, what they're known for, the impact that they've left on a community or in the world, as well as just basic fun facts and interest. You may also learn about the person's family, about their friends, and other major events in their childhood and in their adulthood. Now, I find biographies to be extremely interesting because they share a glimpse into another person's life. However, for kids, they might come off as boring or rather stuffy. And this is where creativity comes into place to make this genre more exciting and to help students retain information versus forgetting it. So here we are knocking on February's door. And for this upcoming month, I'm going to be sharing ideas that I have personally used when it comes to biography exploration, nonfiction exploration, and I hope that a few of them pique your curiosity enough for you to try. This specific episode is going to focus on introducing or reteaching this genre to your students. If you haven't gone into depth about this genre yet, I would consider this to be treated as the first introduction to this genre. There are key characteristics that a biography includes, and it's important for kids to be able to identify those. So I'm going to walk you through simple ways to help your students understand how this genre works, how to identify it from a big group of text and how to recognize the main purpose of this genre. So let's go ahead and just dive straight into the first part, which is introducing biographies. How do you do this for your students? So to introduce this genre, you are going to need several examples of the biography genre. You can pull these texts from your classroom library, from your school library, an online library, and also from the public library. Now, this is my personal reminder to go and get a public library card for the new city that I live in, because that is a place that has an overabundance of text, and it's going to be no charge to you. Now, 
If you do not have a lot of access, at least go ahead and print the book covers so that children can focus on the title and the images to make the connection of what these texts might have in common. A lot of the time, the covers of the book are going to show the person's face. It's going to be something maybe in the background of that image that they are linked to or connected to or well-known for. And then also the title is typically going to have their name at some point in time in that title. So those are just some basic connections that kids can make, even if you have the cover only and not the actual book. So when gathering these books, find biographies and autobiographies. Now, this is going to be important because they generally have the same characteristics, but the key difference is who is recapping the person's life. Is it an outside source or is it the actual person themselves? So you definitely want to try to find both types of books and bring those together whenever you're introducing this genre. You want to try to ensure that the books are on the student's level of reading. Now, while they're not going to necessarily read every single book from start to finish, many of your students are going to want to open the books. They're going to browse through those books. And so if the text is something that they can achieve and not struggle with, then they're going to be able to make better generalizations when they're trying to figure out what this genre is all about. So if they have access to kid-friendly vocabulary, this is going to help them draw those conclusions that we want them to draw when it comes to telling me why is this text a biography or an autobiography. So collect your books. Now, once you've collected your books, you are going to want to set the collection of texts into small stacks. You can place these stacks amongst student tables. You can have different piles on the floor. You can make it a big exploration station. This is going to be an important exploration time for your students. With very little talk and very little discussion, you are merely going to tell them, write down what you notice about these books. What do all of these books have in common? That's it. You leave them with that to do and you let them decide what do these books have in common? What am I noticing about these books? So you're just going to tell them that. Write down what you notice about these books. You want to make sure that your students have access to sticky notes or chart paper somewhere where they can be able to not only write down their thoughts, but be able to share it so that you all can be able to talk about it as a class. You just need some way for them to be able to document their answers with. So leave them with that question. Let your students get to work, and you're going to watch on as they dive into text, as they study those titles, as they look at those covers closely, as they open the text, they look on the insides, and they begin to find and search for similarities. You're going to watch on as you see those little wheels turning in their heads while they're writing down what they notice about all of these books. You know your students best, so you want to allow time for them to properly explore and to document their findings. And with this, I generally will let my students explore with a stack of books for maybe three to four minutes. I do like to let the groups travel so that they can go to different stacks of books. I think that that just brings this big type of excitement, like, oh, they'll get all these stacks. We're at this one. I wonder what's over there. I wonder what's in that stack across the room. So I do like them to travel to these different stacks so that they can look through even more text and make connections. So if you do it that way, this entire process could very well take 15 to 20 minutes, but this is intentional. 
This is really, really important time for your students. And so 15 to 20 minutes, I would say you could do this exploration introduction of the biography genre. So once students have had a chance to look through the books and to write down their findings, it is time to share. Now, I feel like so often we are looking at the clock, we are needing to get on to the next thing, and we miss out on the opportunity to let students share. But this is a key piece of what's going to make this connection for them to connect anytime they see text with these characteristics to the biography genre. So this part is key because here you are wanting them to share the characteristics and the elements of this genre without even knowing that they're doing it. You're going to want to let each group quickly present their findings and their notices. And while they're sharing, you can keep a whole group class chart going, an anchor chart. You can notate their responses. You can be able to read off what they might have stuck to the chart if they're using sticky notes. And this can also be used for a future reference chart for your future lessons. But the share time is so, so critical and so important because the peers are going to be able to hear from each other. And you're going to be able to kind of see what they have noticed, and you can help guide their thinking if they need your assistance. In short, your students should come up with statements like, the books are all about people, that there are many dates or timelines displayed within the text, that there are real photos. Maybe there are some illustrations too, but I know a lot of biographies have real live photographs. They might say that these real photos included of the person are in the books, and that might look a little different than fiction. They might come up with statements like, the books tell real factual information about someone's life. They might say, conversely, that these are not stories. These are not fictional texts that we're reading. And they might say statements like, maybe the person did something big or they're known for something big. So if students are missing a key detail in their sharing, you can turn back to those books to discuss what they missed, and then you can be able to help add that to the chart. So while they're coming up with things, if they share about photos, maybe you can ask them which book that they see it from. Take the time to go grab that book, open it up, go to that page, let other students realize, oh, it does have dates in there. Maybe that's something that they didn't focus on. So now you're bringing in all of this new information for them to be on the lookout for when they're reading future biographies. So once you are done with your chart, you're then going to want to tell students that books with the same characteristics that they found today are called biographies or autobiographies. And that is the time that's excellent for you to tell students about the difference between the two. You can even include some of the book titles as a sort between the two. And you can make a separate anchor chart about the differences of the two kinds for kids to reference anytime they need it. So if you have two different books, a biography and an autobiography on hand or on standby, you could actually just make that another little quick mini lesson follow up about the two books. And you can talk about key differences with how the text is written, how one is written in the point of view of the person whereas the other is written from a third-hand account that's just merely telling the story. When introducing the biography genre to your students, there is something else now that you're going to be doing, which is the first thing is introducing the text. You're having students look at the books, and now you're going to be able to use these mentor texts. And so we're going to now quickly dive into strategies for using mentor texts with your students in relation to biography. 
And hopefully these tips are ones that you can take down, you can write down, you can listen to this again, and you can be able to get this exploration happening with your students. So when it comes to a mentor text, using mentor text to help assist with teaching these reading genres or reading skills is key. They have to see it in the same format as how you want them to find it, which is going to be by reading their own books. So here you're going to pick any age-appropriate or kid-friendly biography or autobiography mentor text to read it aloud. And I want to remind you that when you think about mentor text, it is any form of text for students to learn with. So this could be a book, this could be a magazine article, a news clipping, it can be a printout of a passage, any type of text that kids can be able to read and learn from. So you're going to want to read this mentor text aloud to your students, and you're going to be thinking about a person who would engage your students first. The biggest way that you're going to hook your students into this whole biography is by thinking about who can I choose that is going to spark their curiosity and I can hold their attention to while trying to teach this skill. So you're going to think about a person who would engage your students either by what they are known for, or maybe it's a fun fact about their life, and it needs to be engaging enough to keep their attention and the interest of your students. So when I think about what they enjoy, it could be something like sports, or it could be something like math, or maybe you have a lot of kids who are interested in space exploration. So if you know your students and what they like, you could easily pull a snippet of a book or an article about Kobe Bryant or about Katherine Johnson, or about Buzz Aldrin. So think about your students, think about the interest, and that is what you should start with when it comes to using mentor text for biography. So some picture books or easy readers are great for mentor text because they are short in nature and they can actually be read from start to finish. When you think about a regular biography, you are not thinking that you could ever read that whole book in one little mini lesson chunk or for a read aloud of the day, but you can if they're easy readers or if they are picture books. Some of them you might have to read across two days, but for the most part, if they're designed that way, you can read them from start to finish. It's important, just like any other read aloud, that you preview that book first. So do not let the first read of the book be the first time you are reading it to your kids. When you are pre-reading the text, you can use sticky notes to mark places in the book when you want to highlight a key fact, when you want to show a certain date, or when you want to make a certain characteristic or element known to your students. So these types of things should be planned and intentional, so you do need to preview that book before you are reading it to your students. Now, while reading the mentor text, you will want to stop throughout the book. Great places to stop are going to be at important dates, at any significant life events, any type of big accomplishment that happened, interesting facts that are very easy to remember, and places like that. You can also stop to highlight particular text features, which you might see in a biography, like a map or a timeline or bolded words and different features like that. There may also be figurative language or vocabulary that you might want to point out, and that's going to be a place for context clues skills to be used. So you really want to do some intentional thinking when you are going through that book and where you want to stop your students. 
So just remember that every stop is a place of learning that can happen for your students. Also, keep in mind that this time that you are doing these stops between the text is now assisting with both reading and writing skills. And we all know that anytime we can focus on reading and writing, it is a win for our students. Moving on with this mentor text idea, when you read a biography, kids are naturally going to have a ton of connections to share. They just will. You are reading about someone's life and they are instantly thinking about how does this person relate to me? How does this person remind me of my friend? How is this person like my mom or dad or my grown-up or my grandparents? So you have to know ahead of time that these connections are going to come. So when you are doing your read-alouds and you are sharing these mentor texts, make sure to budget time into your schedule for that purposeful talk and for those connections to be validated and appreciated and honored. Your students are going to have many connections that they are going to want to share, and so allow time for it because making connections actually helps in remembering the facts and recalling the information of that person's life. Now, taking it a step farther, sharing can be done whole group or it can be done in small groups and it even can be done independently. So this is also a great time if you know that all of my students are gonna wanna share something and I can't possibly let every single kid share right now because of the time that we do have. This is gonna be where you can think of different share techniques. Some of my favorites are think, pair, share, where students can be able to think about their connection You're going to pair them up with one other person or even a little group of three, and then they will be able to share specifically with that one or two other people in their group. And once they've shared, that's really all they want to do is just be able to have the permission to talk. So if you can provide that to them, they are going to get that little feeling of sharing out of their system, and it's a way for every single child to actually share that day. You could also have them turn and talk to a friend. And this is where it's a really quick way where it's just you have a shoulder buddy or you have a face partner and you're just going to turn and you're going to talk to that person and make your connection. And then if you do that, you could easily have a partner group share about what each person had the connection just to kind of practice active listening or you can call on a couple of people to share. But because everyone got to talk, they're going to be more probably willing and appreciative of those who do get to share even if they can't share with the whole group. So those are a couple of strategies that you can use. You could also do like a mix and mingle where maybe you play soft music and you don't even have to play music, honestly, but you could play that soft music and they get to just walk around and mingle and share their connections until that music stops or until the timer stops. So this gets them walking around the room. They can move around. They can find three people to mix and mingle with, and then they come back to their seats after they've talked to three people, and then you can move on. So those are some of my like favorite share techniques that are very easy to implement in the classroom, and they are loved by my students. Every single year, I've never had kids that do not like think, pair, share, mix and mingle, or turn and talk. So that is something that you can definitely try. And what I've learned is that as long as a child can share, they are going to be happy. An idea that you could also try is using a parking lot or having a place for kids to write down their connections and post them. And this could be during the time you're teaching or this can be during independent reading. 
when they're still thinking about this whole idea of connections, you can have a place for them to go and do that. This encourages simple writing, and this is also going to help control the amount of time for sharing. So as you're exploring other biographies, students can continue their connection making, and you can invite students to pause, write, and post their connections at any time of day on the chart or the place where you're allowing it. And it's truly the best kind of learning. So to wrap this all up, teaching the genre of biography can be a lot of fun. I know that when kids think about nonfiction and people's lives and black and white pictures, it is not as exciting as a fictional text with animals talking and all of the colorful pictures. But biographies are a lot of fun and it starts with you. It starts with your energy. It starts with your exploration with you providing your students with these opportunities to be able to dig in and get interested with this genre. Now, I mentioned gathering a collection of texts to help students find these characteristics of the genre and the texts that can be used for mentor texts for you to read aloud. I actually have a collection of biographies that are kid-friendly, they are short in nature, and these can help you with teaching this genre while also supporting Black History Month. There are enough to last you the entire month of February and beyond. So this is going to be very handy for you if you are lacking books, if you are lacking adequate text, if you are not having the access to kid-friendly biographies, then you would want to check out this link in the show notes for that comprehensive, already-done-for-you resource. I am also going to leave an Amazon affiliate link to some of my favorite easy reader biographies that are going to make a great addition to your classroom library for your students to explore with and for you to have these texts that you can read from start to finish. These easy readers are informational and they are perfect reads for elementary students. I also created a ton of biography templates and biography graphic organizers that I want to gift to you. You can find that freebie in the show notes as well, and they are going to provide you with a variety of different ways to gather information on the different people that you're studying, and your kids will be able to use these graphic organizers, and they can also use sticky notes to share their learning, which we know sticky notes are so much fun. I truly hope that this whole introduction experience of biography and also the way to use mentor text to support this learning has been helpful for you today. And if you know anyone that could be able to benefit from this episode, please, please, please share it with them. If you just loved the information here, share it, tag me so I can see it, and let's get teachers teaching biographies and getting their students excited about this nonfiction genre. Again, in the show notes for you is a freebie of biography templates, a gift to you. Go to the show notes and download that. I'm also leaving my favorite series of easy reader biographies that your students can read, understand, and that you can read from start to finish to be able to continue this work with your students. And I'm leaving the link to the collection of biographies that can support you not only with providing these different interesting people, but also it's connected to Black History Month. So all of that is in the show notes for you as well as basic tips from this episode today. So take what you've learned today, and I really just want you to focus on this whole idea of introduction and the way that you can use your mentor text for this week. 
Next week, I'm going to be bringing you mini lesson ideas and activities for ways to keep biographies in front of your students at the forefront of their minds while engaging them and allowing for so much creativity. You will find that even when you move on to a new genre, biographies can routinely be practiced and easily made available to your students, and we're going to dive into that next week. So I can't wait to chat with you on Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.